Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Beat me up on the mamas of all mama shit. Hey, I'm looking through my telescope and I see a mothership. Is that you? Beat me up. Hey, DA, I'm thirsty, man. Can you beat me up for a cold one? Hey, DA, what's going on, baby? Stop me off and beat me up. DA wants the silly Oh, permission to get in that mothership. Is my window seat still available? Beat me up. What's going on, DA? Hey, man, I need you to do me a huge favor. My co-worker's a jerk. Oh, just beat me up, man. Get beamed up. Everyone else has. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. And uh, happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. DA with you here on CBS Sports Radio. In 20 minutes, I've got Vegas odds dialed up for the Kelsey-Taylor Swift relationship. Yes, Vegas has odds on that. Plus, we're stunned to a news. And in 40 minutes, Marcus Freeman has to go back and discuss the end of Saturday night's loss against Ohio State. Ten men, dude. Ten men. But just as I was talking about here on the show at the end of last hour, the Pac-12 dissolving is a real problem for smaller schools moving forward because the math worked on a 12-team playoff. And it worked for the smaller schools finally. It was going to be the group of five conference champions and then the highest ranked next conference champion. So could have come out of the Mountain West. Could come out of the American. Could come out of the Sun Belt. But another group of five, the MAC, a group of five conference champ, whoever was the sixth highest ranked conference champion, was going to get an automatic bid into the playoff. So let's say that that was Boise State. Let's say it was Colorado State. Let's say it was Memphis. Let's say it's Toledo, Central Michigan. Whatever it was, you had a path when you woke up on Labor Day. There is a way for us to get to a national championship game. And forever that's been out of the the hands of Smaller schools. There was no path to get there. And it had to be because of the five plus one model. That's the six automatic bids and then the six at-large bids. Now with no Pac-12, and again, maybe they'll just merge the Pac-12 with the Mountain West. That seems to be the most likely solution here. 
But when this is set to be reorganized after 2025, doesn't look like anything's going to change for 2024 and 2025. So whatever that Pac-12 is, there's going to be a two-year window for it. But after that, are these commissioners and the power brokers of the college football playoff, the Big Tens, the SECs, the ACCs, and the Big 12, are they going to be like, yeah, you know what? And let's keep the door open for the small schools and let's keep the door open for whatever that Pac-12 is over there. Or are they going to say, hey, you know what? They can earn their way in just like we've got to earn our way in. We'll just take the top 12 highest ranked teams for the college football playoff. And once they do that for at-large bids, they've now slanted the vote. Because how does a Toledo that wins the MAC, how does a Boise State that wins the Mountain West, how does a Memphis that wins the American or whomever, how do they politic their way into the top 12 when the power brokers are going to decide who's in that room? It's representatives, former quarterbacks, former conference commissioners, former ADs of the power programs. Once you start going, we'll just do 12 at-larges, that's when you get five SECs, four Big Tens, a Mountain West, and two ACCs. That's how you get that. So this is bad. The Pac-12 dissolving is bad for the group of five. And it's a sin because there finally was an opening and because of absolutely wretched leadership from the Pac-12, somebody's going to get screwed in this. And let me just say this as well. I, like many of you, sat down to watch Oregon-Colorado on, on Saturday. I wanted to see Dion and the Colorado Buffs take on a top-10 team, Bo Nix, Oregon. You had the Dan Lanning stuff before the game. Oregon's duck comes out wearing sunglasses and a cowboy hat. He's wearing Deion Sanders' jacket and a gold medallion that says, Time's Up. He's got a baseball bat. I'm like, this is great. This is great theater. And I'm watching this game going, and this is now a Big 12 versus a Big 10 game. Today, it's a Pac-12 game. Next year, that's a Big 12 versus Big 10 game. And I thought to myself, how come this conference couldn't work? Oregon, Colorado, was one of the biggest shows of the weekend. When USC plays Colorado, it's going to be one of the biggest shows of the weekend. And somehow a conference that had these entities valuable enough to where the SEC or the Big Ten or the Big 12 gobbled them up. USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado are all valuable enough commodities to where other conferences want them aren't valuable as their own conference? How does that make sense? Oregon, Colorado, and I realize Dion's like a now moment thing. 
But Colorado, Oregon is valuable to where it's the most watched game of the weekend, I'm sure, outside of Ohio State and Notre Dame. And it might even be more watched. I mean, the Colorado games are the highest rated games every weekend. That piece of inventory is not valuable as a Pac-12 product, but is valuable as a Big 12 versus Big 10 product? It doesn't make any sense. The fact that Larry Scott and George Klyovkov screwed the Pac-12 this badly should never, ever, 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 ever be lost on anybody. And it was their conference commissioner and the ADs as well. The, the Pac-12 ADs also were either out to lunch or delusional or whatever. But all of those power brokers, specifically Scott and Klyovkov, drove what is clearly a multi-hundred million dollar, if not billion dollar enterprise and drove it into an iceberg and should never be allowed to, to forget it. They should not be allowed to skate on this. Massive ramifications. And the, it didn't have to be this way. Devontae Adams wanted the money. And Devontae Adams is one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in football, and deserved the money. But Devontae Adams is quickly finding out that just money doesn't always equate to happiness. We look at all these analytics and all these things, teams that have won with the you know the turnover battle and all these things, and they don't mean until you go out there and you play ball. And we just we we're having a tough time consistently doing that right now. And I don't want to act like it's all crazy. It's, you know, it's week three, but I don't got time to wait around. You know, and it's not a personal thing. I mean, it is a personal thing, but. It ain't just about me, but, I mean, it's not my mentality to sit here and try to take all season to figure it out. You use these early games like this to establish our identity, and we, uh, we're not doing things the right way to, to establish a winning culture um, early in the season. So we got to do something to, to turn that around. Two off seasons ago, we had two wide receivers that felt like they were underpaid, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. Both organizations have been very smart with their money. They've built winners. They usually make right decisions. The Chiefs felt as though they could win a Super Bowl or Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. That they could allocate that money somewhere else, other ways, and they could still win. Probably because they said Patrick Mahomes can solve a lot of issues with mediocre wide receivers. And look what's happened the last two weeks. Look what happened on Sunday. There's not great wide receivers on that roster, and they put up 40 points and barely broke a sweat beating the Bears at Arrowhead Stadium, and there's going to be more days like that this season. Didn't take long. Last season, they won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. They were validated in that. Tyreek Hill, though, found a really good landing spot. Tyreek Hill went to a team, whether this was his plan or not. I don't know if he had any inclination that Mike McDaniel would be a great play caller or if he really believed in Tua, he was talking a good game last year. Who knows if he really believed it. But Tyreek Hill has entered into a new place where he can win and win big. And life is good. They're putting up 700 yards of offense, 70 points. Tyreek Hill is a huge part of that. He's got a great head coach. He's got a, a quarterback that right now is playing really well. He's got a wonderful number two wide receiver aside from him and Jalen Waddell. They do a lot of things really well. 
And so Tyreek Hill wanted more money, got more money, landed at a place where maybe he's just as happy or happier than Kansas City. That can happen. Devontae Adams is the cautionary tale. Because Devontae Adams may have wanted to play with Derek Carr. He may have wanted to play on the West Coast. But he went to a place that didn't have an infrastructure of winning. Didn't have a great head coach. Didn't have a potentially great quarterback. Didn't have a great number two wide receiver. And again, maybe this is luck of the draw. Tyree Capital landed in a great spot. Devontae didn't. But there is always the cautionary tale. I'm not ever against these guys getting paid. Ever, 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 ever. We see Aaron Rodgers. We see Nick Chubb. We see guys at the blink of an eye lose it all. And if you want to get paid, I understand why. But for Devontae Adams, this didn't feel like a strategic move. It felt like an ego move. And again, I don't know if Tyreek Hill was different. It might have just been lucky that he landed where he did. But for Devontae Adam, if you were thinking about it strategically, you'd be like, okay, Devontae, you want to get paid? I don't blame you. Packers aren't going to get you paid. They don't pay a lot of players. That's fine. Maybe they think that Aaron Rodgers can figure it out with the next guy. The next guy. Maybe we're at odds with Aaron Rodgers, what have you. But you'd say, if you want to get out of here, we got to pick smart places to go if you care about winning. If you don't, like a lot of Raiders of the past, take the free agent cash, go to Oakland, go to L.A., or in this case, go to Las Vegas, cash those checks. The money's still green, but you, you can't care about winning. Warren Sapp found it out. Randy Moss found it out. Justin Tuck found it out. Devontae Adams is finding out. They don't have a culture of winning. So you got you got to leave that behind. If you just want to get paid, fine. But if you want to win, we can get you paid other places. Now, it might not be the same money. Maybe the Raiders were offering the most. But we can get you paid other places. I know the Raiders aren't the only team in the NFL interested in Devontae Adams last offseason. And he talked himself into Vegas and Derek Carr and the West Coast or whatever, or he just wanted the cash. And now you're paying the piper on it. Because was it ever probable that Devontae Adams was going to a better football situation? No. If he didn't care about that, that's one thing. But it seems like he does care now. The better football situation for both of those guys was where they were. Green Bay and Kansas City. Turns out Tyree kills a really good football situation as well. Devontae Adams doesn't. I can't feel bad for Devontae Adams. I can't feel bad about this. Josh McDaniels, what a shocker, isn't building a winning culture in Las Vegas? Where has he ever done it? Denver imploded. Everybody hated his guts. Said I'm going to take the Colts job. Backed out of it. Everybody said, what the hell are you doing? You made us quit our jobs to come join you. Goes to, to Vegas with Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. Whoever. Did we think that this thing was going to work with how bad it was at the end with John Gruden as well? I can't feel bad for Devontae Adams. When he's complaining about no winning culture, we're not doing the right things, the clock is ticking. 
And if your clock was ticking going to the Raiders, that's your strategic move? I don't got time for this. Well, you knew that when you signed on the dotted line to go to, to the Raiders. I mean, it's not the most surprising thing. If you're leaving a bad culture, a bad situation, or that's a bad football thing around you, hey, you know what? You got to get out. You got to get out. That's understandable. But for Devontae Adams, he was leaving a good situation and going to one that had tons of question marks. Okay. When we come back on the show, I've got odds from Vegas on the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey relationship. Yes, there are odds in Vegas on this. And we're stunned to a news. DA, CBS Sports Radio. The only radio show where listeners are invited to their childhood homes. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Trash Tuesday and the Defensive Player of the Week. Sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly served the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. How about Defensive Players of the Week? The Patriots defense allowed zero passing touchdowns to their 15-10 win over the Jets on Sunday. The Pats held the Jets to 38 rushing yards and 171 total yards. When you have less than 175 yards of offense, it's a problem. The Dolphins get that in a quarter. Two drives. Welcome back. Sorry if you're trying to watch us on YouTube or on the simulcast on Twitch. We're having some technical difficulties here. The engineers think that maybe it's because the corner of the studio smells like number one. So we're not on the simulcast, but... They're fiercely working on a solution. Knowing this place, it wouldn't be that. (laughs) We are efforting, so apologies on that. Guys, I want to play a little game here. Pete the Body, would you mind queuing up the Wizard of Odds music? Because as we all know, the Wizard of Odds has taken it on the chin, on the beard, the last few weeks. But as long as I can play the whole open. It's time to play the whole open because I've got odds on Kelsey and Swift that I want to get everybody's bets on the odds. I'm a what? A wizard. Who's the Wizard of Odds? It's D.A. It's the Wizard of Odds. The odds are that you'll be a winner today. The wizard is here, make you feel okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, yeah, we're still feeling okay here. Guys, here's the odds officially from Bet Online. BetOnline.com. What will the Daily Mail, which is the British tabloid, coin the Swift and Kelsey relationship? Pick one of these. Three to one odds, Swellsey. Four to one odds, Hey, Trey. Five to one odds, Trift. Six to one, Tacey. Six to one, Travis. Eight to one, Swiftus. Ten to one, Swivis. Ten to one, Tay Kel. I feel like you're reading an eye chart. <laughs> all terrible. They're all terrible. All of them. And if they're being presented by the Wizard of Odds, that means they're all wrong? <laughs> no. One, well, yeah, maybe. So the winner will come off the list? Do you take the field? <laughs> the field. What do you guys think? Any of these? Travis. Travis? I like Tacey. I can see Tacey. Tacey? Is that the second one? 
That's six to one odds. What's Tasty. the second one? Tay Trey. Tay Trey's my pick. I'm going to go with Tay Trey as well. Swell C, I don't think that no. properly conveys a celebrity relationship. Some of them are so bad. Like, you can't even say them. Like, like I, Travis. Swithis. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> Swithis. Swiftis. There's definitely a person named Travis somewhere already, by the way. Right. Okay, the first public lip kiss between Swift and Kelsey before or after Halloween. Before is plus 300. After, it says minus 500. Before or after? After. So pre or post spooky season? (laughs) That's right. Okay. Going after. After Halloween. Yeah. No yeah. public first kiss. No, Taylor is usually notoriously very private. The fact that this whole thing even happened, I think is a little bit of a show. I don't know how much of this is real even. So I'm going to say, I don't think we're ever going to see. A, a, I don't think we've ever seen Taylor kiss her previous guy. Like oh, she was with this guy for like uh, years. And that's we interesting. We barely saw this guy. That's research we need. Have we ever seen a public kiss with any of Taylor Swift's bows? I think we've seen a couple, some canoodling. So I think it's on the table. I'm going to go pre-Halloween. I'm going to go within the confines of spooky season. Because, again, despite the decorations, DA, we're still 36 days away from Halloween. It's a lot of time to get a smooch in. So give me the before Halloween. Okay, Pete. I'll take the before just because she was in the in the suite at the Chiefs game. So maybe things are changing. That's like so, first base these days. Yeah. Well... I also think it's going to be before, maybe as EJ said, it is all a show, but the fact is they put on a hell of a show on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Her jumping around, then photographed coming out of the stadium together. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want to keep stoking the flames. They give us one of those smoocheroonies. Will Swift and Kelsey still be a couple by week one of next year? Yes is minus 150. No is plus 110. No. No. No chance. No chance. I agree. That's a clean sweep. There's no chance. They're together a year from now? No way. Will Swift be in the crowd at the Super Bowl if the Chiefs are in the game? No. Yes is plus 150. No is minus 200. But she has a concert at the Tokyo Dome on the day before the Super Bowl. So then no. You can't can't put money on that. No. I know there are airplanes, but no. No, it's not like she's flying commercial. Uh, Yes, she will be at at the Super Bowl. She might even be in the game. And this game is in Vegas, so Tokyo to Vegas, not terrible. Right. Right, but then she'll have a game in Tokyo, I mean, a show in Tokyo two days after that. She's going to go back and forth. Oh, I don't know if there's another Tokyo after the Super Bowl. Yeah, she's touring all the first half of next year. She's not going to be the Super Bowl. No. EJ? Yeah, no, she's not going to be there. No load management for the the (laughs) Eris tour. (laughs) Load management. What will happen first by week one of next year? They announce their engagement. They announce a pregnancy. Engagement's minus 140. Pregnancy's only plus 100. I mean, you should get massive odds if they announce a pregnant. That Taylor Swift gets pregnant? <laughs> that should be plus 1,000. Yeah, that's, that's not happening during the tour. So, yeah. No I, chance. I, I, She's not getting no, pregnant. No. It, the engagement. We don't even know if they're dating yet. That's right. <laughs> Will Taylor Swift release a song that mentions Travis, the Chiefs, or football by the end of 2024? That allows time for them to break up and a song be written. Yes is plus 400. No is minus 700. Uh, yes. 
I take those odds in a heartbeat. I will take them in a heartbeat as well. I'm saying yes. I would so too. She has to say those words or is the song about them? Release a song that says Travis, Chiefs, or football. Now she has to, she does kind of like dance around the names of the, her exes. I think she could say football in a song, so I'll, I would say yes to. I would say yes. Will Taylor Swift appear on the New Heights podcast, which is the Kelsey Brothers podcast, by week one of next year? Yes is plus 110, no is minus 150. Yes. No. no. Definitely not. I'm with EJ, no way. Yes, especially if their relationship is going strong. As their podcast, yes. I'm going to say yes, too. EJ, why do you say no? I mean, Taylor Swift, again, like, she is, like, a very private person, mostly. I mean, I don't think she does a lot of interviews. She kind of just does her shows, does her appearances, and then that's it. So, I, I especially with her romantic relationship. I know too much about Taylor Swift. My girlfriend loves Taylor Swift. So, from the psychology of how Swift normally moves, doing a podcast interview seems shocking. Now, she did show up on Selena Gomez's show, so maybe, in their friends, so maybe I'm wrong, but that that would surprise me. And also, it feels like everything about her public persona is very orchestrated. Yes. To go on a podcast just kind of like shoot from the hip with the Kelsey brothers? Now, did you see what was bouncing around the internet yesterday? What's Dumois, EJ, cool person of the group? Dumois? Yeah. No, I do not know okay. what that maybe is. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but there's some kind of social media fancy people thing and somebody was passing around a Chiefs football cheat sheet that they said was made by Taylor's people for her to take with her to the game. So she knew what was going on. But it, like, mentioned Len Dawson and Christian Okoye. Like, those were things would never come up. But it did say, don't do the tomahawk chop under any circumstances. Right. Which probably is good advice in this day and age. No one actually believes it. But it's plausible that she definitely got a briefing before going to that game about how that. to behave yep. in the booth. I guess she it. definitely wasn't watching Len Dawson on Inside the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> There's also... I used to love you, yeah, Nick she doesn't, have, she doesn't have an NFL Plus premium subscription. She does not. <laughs> no, actually, she has the good one. Hers, her app works. Yeah, hers works. On all devices. They just fly to her place and they do it for her live. <laughs> she recreates a game in her living room. <laughs> so there is also... Because that's sweet is right in the stands that she was in. And there's video from one of the fans in like the robe in front of her. And it's like, you got a lip read. But it seems like she says, he's cute, but I'm, I couldn't date him. I couldn't do this or something like that. So it looks like, and in the home said, if they end up together. So I don't think that they're as far along in the relationship as we, as we think and they are. And that the Kelsey's are just... Stirring the pot is but Jason. She, but she didn't go, which did I, go. that's a big thing. She went to the game. And they were photographed together walking out. Yeah, and but I don't, they were, they, I don't think they planned to. Ah, That was like a sneaky hallway, just oh. be, wrong time for a reporter to be there with a cell phone camera out. And I think it was Walter Payton's son, Jarrett Payton, yes, yes, who's yes, yes, yes. a Chicago reporter. So talk about your bingo card. Who catches them <laughs> walking out? Did you have Jarrett Payton? And finally, what type of facial hair will Travis Kelsey have on Halloween? A mustache, a full beard, a goatee. Six to one is thick porno stash. Nine to one is Hulk Hogan handlebars. Twenty to one is Fu Manchu. I'm gonna say he sticks with his stash. 
so this is attaching this question to Taylor Swift. I'm assuming it's what will she want him to wear over the next two months or next five weeks, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to say stash. I think that the fact that she went there knowing he's rocking the stash, probably she's okay with it right now. Is there an option for clean shaven? Maybe he shaves the whole thing. No, there isn't that. I'm going to go Fu Manchu. I got good numbers on that. <laughs> okay. So what's the opposite of that? All he has to do. <laughs> Fade the wizard. Fade the beard. I would think that he has the mustache already, and then he just has to grow the Manchu. The bats. silly enough for him. Mm. It's Halloween. He can probably go as like... Ben Stiller from Dodgeball or something. <laughs> and that's your odds surrounding the Swell C relationship. It's the Wizard of Oz. Tay K. Tay K. All right, Bogues has headlines. Joe Burrow and his calf suited up for Monday Night Football was not the full Burrow experience, but it was their first win of the season. I was pretty cautious with, with extending plays. Um... I was, I was quick to throw the ball away, uh, but uh, we were able to get the job done. Burrow threw it 49 times for 259 yards and one pick. He wins for the first time without throwing a touchdown. Jamar Chase did grab 12 balls for 141, but the Bengal D led the way, sacking Matthew Stafford six times, picking him off twice. The 1916 final kept the Bengals from the dreaded OM3 start. The Eagles... They're 3-0 after a 25-11 victory in Tampa Bay. Yes, that is a scoregami, the 1,078th unique final score in NFL history. It included one touchdown pass, one rushing from Jalen Hurts, 130 rushing yards from DeAndre Swift, only 174 yards of offense total from the Buccaneers. Their head coach, Todd Bowles. As a team, we didn't play well. It wasn't just the offense. We're, we're going to win as a team. We're going to lose as a team. Offense didn't play well. Defense didn't play well. Special teams gave up field position. And I think and the, the coach... wild card mode with a whisper. <laughs> so offense didn't play well. lady. Defense didn't play well. Poor special teams. And the head coach doesn't know his cliches. He said... We don't win as a team. We don't lose as a team. I think you want to say you win as a team. You so. lose as a team, right? I would think so. Okay, I think just, that's how the metaphor works. Just making sure. Uh, the Saints have Alvin Kamara back from his three-game suspension, and they are calling Derek Carr week to week, but not yet ruling him out for Sunday's game with those Bucks. It is a confirmed sprained AC joint in his right shoulder. And that's about as good of a news they can get coming off the injury last weekend at Lambeau. Deion Sanders says Travis Hunter will miss a second consecutive game this weekend against USC. Once again, cameras were on and rolling when Deion read a text from Hunter who said, Coach, I'm playing no matter what. So we know that Hunter is tough and wants to be out there. But then Deion says no chance to play just yet. It's funny how that that keeps happening. He has a camera crew that is following him to do everything, to yes. record everything. And then there's also the Colorado Buffalo social media crew right. also filming everything. So there's film crews filming film crews in their hallways. Uh, hey, man, that was good, man. Real good. Only three games on last night's baseball schedule. The Giants topped the Padres 2-1 in a battle of teams barely alive in the NL wildcard chase. San Francisco is now four and a half games away from that last spot. San Diego is done with one more loss or one win by the Cubs or the Diamondbacks. The Rangers won in Anaheim 5-1. Same final, the Astros winning in Seattle 
So now the AL West, it stays two and a half games between Texas and Houston. And then there's a game and a half between the Astros and Mariners for the last wild card spot in the American League. And now, should we get stunned? Oh, yeah. Let's get stunned. It doesn't take much to surprise this bouncing baby boy. This is honestly the most stunned I have ever been on the show to a news. The DA show is stunned to a news. Bears don't have tails, I think, but they do have a sweet tooth. We are on Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson in Alaska. There's a convenience store on the base. And a Krispy Kreme donut truck is making a delivery. Now, the driver normally leaves his door open while he goes in and out of the store for, I guess, uh, for speed and quickness. And usually no problems. But this time, (laughs) a mama bear and her cub wandered over to the unattended open Krispy Kreme truck and went to town. (laughs) 20 minutes of gorging on donut holes, donuts, pastries. Mraz after a loss of the Cowboys. (laughs) Or after a win. (laughs) Or when he's awake. Um, They were banging on the truck, making noise, and of course the Bears didn't leave. Again, 20 minutes of free donuts, and good for them. You got to protect the donuts in Bear Country, and if you don't, shame on you. I like donuts, but they're a lot for me. After I have a donut, I kind of feel it in my gut, and so I don't overindulge in donuts. But I will tell you, the first time I went to a real Krispy Kreme, I think it was around Atlanta, the neon light was on, Uh. it was at night, and it just came off that little conveyor belt. And I bit into that and I said, my God, this is unlike any donut I've ever had. A hot Krispy Kreme donut is just a different experience. And if, I don't know if these were hot in there, it's probably not, but if that bear got hot Krispy Kremes, he's good for the rest of this fall, and he can just (laughs) sleep on that the rest of the winter. Imagine just crushing 20 minutes of hot Krispy Kremes. Mm. You go, bear. You go. Be you. And nothing to worry about. There's no body shaming in the bear community. The bigger, the better. Like you said, winter's coming. You got to fatten up, get those calories in. In fact, you're probably disappointed that it wasn't 20 minutes. I'm actually surprised that the bears were able to be scared away. I'm thinking if a bear (laughs) takes over your Krispy Kreme donut truck, that is now the bear's truck. It is no longer your truck or no longer belongs to Krispy Kreme. He now makes the deliveries. Yes, exactly. (laughs) EJ, would you rather see a skunk (laughs) eating donuts or a bear eating donuts? Yeah, I'll be honest. This made me rethink my my skunk versus bear (laughs) analogy. Because if a bear was in my vehicle at some point in time and I showed up and it was there, that that would freak me out. That this would be bad. And I don't have Krispy Kremes lying around. But if you have, again, 20 minutes of Krispy Kreme donuts, I mean... You're never getting that car back. You're never getting that van back. Whatever it is, it's gone. I'm surprised you didn't tear the door off the back. I thought about you the other day, EJ. We learned that EJ is scared of skunks because he saw gangland skunks in <laughs> Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> and the wild, wild east. They're starting to come out around my house. And I saw one in the lawn the other day, like when I got up in the morning. Oh, no. And he was. They dig into the lawn and looking for something, insects or some critters. 
And then I went out to, I saw it in the lawn twice in a row, once one day, once the next day. Then after that, I went out to my car to, to come to work last week and I had left the garage door open. Our trash is in the garage and I smelled skunk. Oh my God. And I said, it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm walking into a dark open door garage. Is this skunk in here? Yeah. And if I'm around the skunk and he sprays me, I'm now driving into work and coming into work with all you guys smelling like a skunk. So I was <laughs> so scared. I was terrified. I flipped on all the lights. I rattled like the door. I threw something down to scare it away. Looked at the garbage, looked at my car, looked at the garbage and like ran in there, slammed the door and got out. I don't think he didn't get into the garbage because the garbage was intact, but I was so scared. I was going to stink like a, a skunk and come into EJ and be just a disaster. And I would have been vindicated there because that's, what I, that's my thing is that then I, we all remember DA as, oh, remember that day DA got skunked and he came to work yeah. and his, we thought it smelled like urine, but it actually was DA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what day time. was that, DA? Because let me backtrack and remember which day I called engineering last week and maybe you did <laughs> catch some shrapnel maybe, skunk. Do I have a faint waft of skunk that's on me? Maybe there's a skunk underneath the table. Right? Could you maybe imagine? brought it to work. Imagine I'm the urine smell. You're the urine kid. There's always the kid in middle school, too, that smells like pee. In general. Yeah. 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 Middle school? school. Yeah, in middle school. (laughs) school, Yeah. Yeah. I guess elementary school as well. Elementary? I don't know about middle school. Middle school? Well, we went to middle school in fourth grade. We had fourth through eighth all the same. So, yeah, we had a fourth grader, maybe a fifth grader, one of which had a cast all the time on his arm. And that cast stunk like urine all the time. Every school I've been to, there's always the one kid that has a broken arm for four years, <laughs> three years. Now that's a new one to me. It's crazy. It's like um, it's it's like these wrestlers, you know, Pete knows what I'm talking about. It's like Bob Orton. Yeah, exactly. Bob Orton with the broken hand for eight, seven years. Like I'm like, is this a gimmick they're working? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. We definitely had a kid that had a broken wrist for like three of the four years. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I did not get it. I did not get it. Oh, were man. they trying to get chicks? Like, <laughs> did, they just like the art, did they like the artwork? Like at a certain point, your cast becomes a mural. Oh, it looks like a Banksy work. We're looking for a girl that has a cast on her leg. Banksy work. <laughs> it is a Trash Tuesday, so send us your trashes. Cigar smoking, dude. I'm trashing sports talk, all of it. Enough with Taylor Swift. She's irrelevant to the sports world, and she's been rammed down our throats. Trash him. Totally gross, dude. Jason tweets, I'm trashing the wizard. Pathetic performance by him so far. <laughs> Is he also tanking for Caleb Williams? Hashtag take a lap. Overflowing landfill. Jay tweets, I'm trashing anyone who has rebranded Halloween as spooky season. You'd think an alpha like Pat Boyle wouldn't be so quick to hop on a bandwagon that sounds like it came from a group of PC soccer moms. Is Halloween too graphic and edgy? Oh, break out the hazmat suit. (laughs) Spooky season. (laughs) Spooky season, bro. By the way, the, the what is the Wizards record? <laughs> 1 and 11. All right, just making sure. Out of 3 weeks he has 2 0 and 4s, which is really hard. God. <laughs> really hard. If we would just fade the Wizard every single week, but now I'm in my head or the Wizards in his head. Not to break down that fourth wall. That's right. And he doesn't know whether he should be picking games to purposefully lose because then maybe he would pick winners 
or really go with what he thinks is a winner. <laughs> Maybe we should sign Carson Wentz, not the Jets. Tell you, the Can per- he do picks? The person that shaded you for three weeks is probably living in a mansion right now. <laughs> They'd be 11-1. and one. <laughs> If you just faded the Wizard every single pick, they'd be 11. <laughs> you know how hard it is to go 11-1? and one? <laughs> And not only was he 0-4 this week, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Colorado plus 21, <laughs> that bet was over in the second quarter. <laughs> the Cowboys plus 12 and a half or minus 12 and a half lost outright. Oh. Minus 12 and a half, they lost outright. <laughs> the Commanders plus six, they lost by 30. Ole Miss and Alabama, first half total over 27 and a half. First half total was 13. It wasn't even close. (laughs) Every bet was the worst bet of the weekend. It only kept getting worse. By the time Dallas and Arizona kicked off, I'm like, well, how much worse could it get? The Cowboys have to win by two touchdowns. That shouldn't be so hard. Even 13. They lost. They lost the game. It's the biggest upset of the NFL season. I picked wrong. It's impossible. Only Jack knows less sports than the Wizards. Oh, my goodness. I didn't even have to sweat out any of these bets. I'm like, these are all over in the first half. The the Wizard might need a (laughs) rebranding. I'm the doofus of odd. (laughs) I'm the wizard of not. (laughs) Really? It's unbelievable. It's impossible. When we come back on the show, Marcus Freeman takes ownership on Saturday. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where death by salsa is the least of your concerns. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. It's Trash Tuesday. More trash is coming your way. But first, Marcus Freeman takes responsibility for the 10 men on the field in the final two games, the final two plays, rather, of the game against Ohio State. And, you know, I'm I'm thankful that he did do that because if he kept running from that, it would send a really bad message. It's a coaching blunder. 
And you cannot ask your players to take accountability. Young people take accountability. And then as the adults telling them to do so, you don't do the same thing. So I think Marcus Freeman is an honorable guy. I think he's got integrity. I think he's a smart guy. And he realized, I look worse if I don't own this. I don't have credibility in the locker room. I don't own this. This is a massive blunder by the coaching staff. And I've got to wear it. So thankfully, he did do that. What I didn't love that he said yesterday, though, was that now they will have a defensive signal to purposefully draw a penalty in case there's no timeouts and they need a stoppage. That they will have a signal to go into the guys, the defensive players, hey, purposefully touch the offense so that we get an offsides, encroachment, what have you, stop the play, penalty, then we can get our guys on there. This is year two of your program. You have defensive coordinators. You have been a defensive coordinator. How could you not already have something like that installed? This isn't the first game you've ever coached. And you didn't come from special teams or offense. You have to know there are instances like this where it's scramble mode at the end. Now, it might only happen once a year. It might not even happen in a season. But it is the type of play that can define a game or a season. It doesn't only have to be the final play of the game on the goal line. You know, It could be a third and four in the third quarter, but you realize, you know, we need to stop at your play here and we're out of timeouts. You've got to touch the guy. It could happen in the second quarter if you burn through your timeouts. If you think you need your timeout in offense or something like that, you might just not want to burn one. How could this not have already been in the portfolio of a defensive coordinator's mind? It makes me wonder, is he telling the full truth that they didn't have this as a safety net? They really went into this game and every game before it without that safety net and thought it would never affect them or never thought of it? Or are they using that now as a secondary excuse to be like, no, we own it, we should have been better, and now we fixed it this way? Because then it gives you the out of it's fixed. Now we have the signal. I just said, look, I, I think I like Marcus Freeman. I like that he took ownership of the moment yesterday. But I'm supposed to believe that you guys never thought you should have a defensive signal to tell your guys in a crazy loud stadium at the end of a ball game, hey, we don't have any timeouts left, so you're just going to need to touch the other guy so we give a stoppage. You, nobody ever thought of that. That seems bizarre to me. Marie in Denver says, I'm trashing Sean Payton. He comes into this city, completely silenced the fans, blocked the media from practice, and we're 0-3, oh, you blowhard. Now what? Trash it. When we come back, Jerry Palm, CBS Sports, college football analyst, DA, CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.